0: I'm Jamie Floyd, host of All Things Considered at WNYC. You're listening to Politics Brief, a collection of our very best coverage of the 2018 midterm elections. We'll share the sharpest and most timely talk, analysis, and original reporting from shows like The Takeaway, The Brian Lehrer Show, On the Media, and Radio Lab Presents More Perfect, and from the WNYC Newsroom,
1: which is watching key races in New York and New Jersey. Enjoy. I'm Tanzina Vega, and this is The Takeaway. As Democrats seek to wrestle back control of Congress this November, they're trying to mobilize a key part of their constituency, black women. But are they really doing enough? Well, let's talk about it. In the 2016 presidential election, 94 percent of black women voted for Hillary Clinton over Donald Trump, according to exit polls. And last year's Senate race in Alabama saw black women prove pivotal in electing the state's first Democratic senator in a quarter century.
0: And we know that victory would never have happened without... The organizing power down there and without African-American women, the backbone of the Democratic Party,
1: 98 percent of whom voted for Doug Jones. That's DNC chairman Tom Perez. But some black female leaders are concerned that they aren't being given enough of a voice to shape the party's direction at its highest levels.
0: When you think of currently right now the spokespeople for the Democratic Party, I'm pretty sure there's not one woman of color who is speaking on behalf of the dnc and and i find that to to be close to malpractice when you have so many black women around the country who support and and make it possible for democratic candidates to win when they don't see themselves in the leadership of the party i i think that that's a big strategic mistake
1: that's Jamu Green. She's the founding member of Vote Run Lead, and she was the only black female candidate to run for DNC chair in 2017. She's become increasingly frustrated with the party's leadership. And certainly with the Democratic National Committee. And and as this was becoming
0: more apparent, it was absolutely necessary for me to tell my personal story of, of why I ghosted the DNC when I noticed that there were a lot of systemic issues not being addressed as far as opportunities for black women in leadership positions at the National Party.
1: I'm wondering, um, we knew in the 2016 election that the majority of black women, 90 some odd percent of black women, voted for Hillary Clinton. Was there any frustration in the women that you talked to about that, about their support of the Democratic Party in record numbers and then not the support that you're describing? There's a lot of frustration out there.
0: There's frustration in the Democratic Party's response to the 2016 election where you had an overwhelming majority, upper 90% of African-American women voting for Hillary Clinton, voting for Democratic candidates, and not having the narrative that came out of the 2016 election, really to recognize that and the narrative that did come out of the 2016 election from many democrats and and from many of the democratic party institutions was focused around how the party needed to invest in white male voters and as you can imagine you know that sparked frustration i think also for me personally watching the dnc chair race take off and not have any woman of color on that stage in those forums when everyone, and and it's a very well-known phrase, says that women or Black women are the backbone of the Democratic Party, but it's not reflected in the leadership selection, in the investments to uh, recruit and train and support Black women running for office. I mean, even today, I don't think those frustrations have been addressed in any real significant way from our party institutions when you have four out of the 84 targeted races for the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, only four out of 84 are Black women. Given those numbers of support coming from Black women to Democratic candidates, that, that that's just
1: not acceptable. You, of course, ran for chair of the DNC. Could someone say, well... Uh, you're just frustrated that you didn't get the chair. And that's your—that's the basis of your critique. I have to ask the question, Jamu. There couldn't
0: be anything further from the truth. I, I think my entire professional political career has been focused on really amplifying the voices of disenfranchised and vulnerable communities. And I, I've always made it very clear that My work in politics has very little to do with me as an individual and everything to do with communities that need a greater voice, greater representation. Everything that I'm focused on right now is how we can correct the strategic mistakes that have been made in amplifying black women's voices within the Democratic Party.
1: So the, the interesting thing is um, you, in your piece, you've written about this process with, you know, trying to work with the DNC. And you said that Chairman uh, Tom Perez and his deputy Keith Ellison, who, by the way, are both men of color, made decisions on the future direction of the party without really getting input from other folks. What would you like for the DNC to do with its current leadership? Certainly I think I
0: think it's great that we have men of color in leadership positions uh, within the Democratic Party. That that's a good thing and, and, and should continue. It's just when you look at the numbers of votes that Democrats get from black women and you look at the activists behind the scenes who have been, you know, doing the bulk of the work for our candidates and 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 for our institutions the leadership doesn't reflect that same perspective and i I would hope that you could have men of color like chairman perez like deputy chair congressman ellison recognize that it's a problem and and proactively not in reaction to critique, but
1: proactively say we need to do more. We we can do better as a party. There is a DNC initiative that was launched over the summer called Seat at the Table, and it's one of these, I guess, initiatives that was sent to really try to rebuild and train Black women to uh, enter into the DNC. Do you think that that's enough? What's your sense of what Seat at the Table is doing? The DNC should be on the forefront of putting
0: opportunities on the table. And the seat at the table initiative is great. The more that can be done, the better. It's not something that is revolutionary. It's not something that is, you know, even relatively new to have events where you talk about Black women and their importance to the Democratic Party. We have to get past events. We have to go into a very strategic reckoning around how are we as a party recruiting black women to run for office. How are we as a party redefining viability? I think that is a a serious question that needs to be answered because when you talk to the political operatives at the party institutions, specifically the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, you know, they're very focused on viability. The ability for a candidate to raise money is is unfortunately the number one indicator of viability in a race. We have to change the definition of viability to allow for more black women to get into the pipeline of running for office and running as Democrats. The the last thing the Democratic Party can afford is for black women to stay home on any election day, in any zip code, in any state, in any place in this country.
1: Jamu Green is a founding member of Vote Run Lead, an organization training women to run for public office. Jamu, thanks for being with The Takeaway. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to Politics Brief. If you want more, go to wnyc.org/election.